0: Good evening Blue Jays fans. Welcome to another lovely evening of Jaybird watching right here live in the Twitterverse YouTube. Apparently Chris is frozen already so (laughs) we're all going but it's unfortunately a a little bit of a sour note for Blue Jays fans, I know, right now, but there's still playoff baseball going on, and we're going to talk Major League Baseball news a little bit with you. And we're going to talk the end of the Blue Jays season before we dive into obvious things that we're going to be talking about probably for months, fellas. What do you think? You know, the, the Robbie Ray thing, the Marcus Simeon thing, who else are we bringing in? Is there really ever going to be a third third baseman with this team? That's a later <laughs> episode. <laughs> But so let's talk, you know, But like I said, let's talk Major League Baseball here a little in general before we dive into full on Blue Jays universe stuff with uh, how we unfortunately got screwed at the end by the baseball gods about the way it comes down to. Much. So, fellas, thankfully, at least the Yankees are already dead at this point. As we're recording this on Thursday, June or uh, yeah, June, October 7th, wildcard games have been played and we had an epic walk off fashion yesterday with the Dodgers. And But to that point, it was great to watch Garrett Cole once again, fellas, just be completely decimated. And seeing, Chris, I guess you're once again our guest, yes, I'm putting you on the spot already.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what were your thoughts on watching the Red Sox, you know, just more or less decimate uh, Garrett Cole and continue to bludgeon his Cy Youngs for this season?
1: You want me to be 100% honest?
0: <laughs> uh, um, I think I know the honest already. but <laughs> watch it, like,
1: I fine. didn't watch it, I didn't care Okay, tell, tell me this Apart from A team like the Red Sox That has And, and I, I think Brendan and I had this Conversation maybe, there was little to No marketability on that team Other than maybe Bogarts, J.D. Martinez Was out, Chris Sale wasn't pitching So you couldn't even play up The fact that Sale versus Cole That's the only thing interesting about The Red Sox was That pitching matchup, maybe. But they put out a failed reliever, tried starter, failed reliever again. So now they're starting him again, Eovaldi. There was nothing to watch on the Red Sox end. And then for the Yankees end, like, how embarrassing is it for MLB to have the Yankees in that game showcasing against the Red Sox and the Yankees and Red Sox? How embarrassing is it? How embarrassing is it for MLB that they... They have a team in their like showcase moment of that night. It was a team that their fans turned on the manager two nights before calling for his (laughs) head on a stick. And now they're trying to play it up like this team is playoff worthy and ready to go on a run. I had zero interest in it because why would you have interest in either of those teams at this point? Yeah,
0: my interest was more or less watching hopefully Garrett Cole get decimated. So I was pretty happy with the results personally. So (laughs) (laughs) go ahead, Brendan. Tell me to
1: be honest.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see, I I wasn't happy with the result because I actually wanted the Yankees to win because the city of Boston has had enough sports success across all major sports leagues for the last twenty years. I feel like every three or four years there's always a champion coming from Boston, whether it's the Bruins, the Celtics. I think the Bruins have been once, Celtics I think once or twice, but then you get into the Red Sox. So I'm pretty sure in my lifetime as a baseball fan, I've won the World Series three or four times now, and then the. New England Patriots, with all their success with Tom Brady, obviously won six Super Bowls. So the city of Boston, right. you suck. I'm glad you <laughs> lost. And you're going to lose this series to the Rays because you got McClanahan going tonight, you got Shane Boz tomorrow, and then who knows the hell else? They're going to throw out there the rest of the series. So Boston, I personally think you'd be lucky if you get to a game four. I think you might squeeze out one when you go back to Fenway, but it's going to be awfully tough to get just one win. And maybe it maybe, if a Red Sox fan finds this and they actually win, you can ream the fuck out of me all you
0: want. I'm just that confident that they are not going anywhere else after this series against Tampa. Just to be that one guy, because right after we lost the other night, well, not after we lost, we won, but we managed yeah. to lose in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> so I tweeted out on our Twitter account for the podcast and it said, well, Blue Jays fans at least take solace in the fact that the Blue Jay or the ya- Yankees and the Red Sox will never beat Tampa. Yeah think I got more results on that whole thing from every Red Sox fan and every Yankee fan on the planet. (laughs) I think I got Blue Jays fans. And I was just having fun. I'm like, this is why playoff baseball was fun. And to the you know, the bunch of Yankee fans that called me a jerk and (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. Thank you because apparently I'm right. So you couldn't even make it through the Red Sox. So (laughs) <laughs> I think that those three teams, the Blue Jays, Red Sox, and the Yankees, should have put been putting in a hat and they would have did some kind of a round robin with each other and they would have been able to have a better playoff appearance than we're gonna get right now. <laughs> well but, that's what
2: it would have been, right? That would have been a round robin kind of sort of thing if they all ended up tied. Yeah.
0: So, to that point, though, the Red Sox have made the playoffs. The White Sox, I'm going to say the real part of the playoffs, they're going to play in the Tampa Bay Rays, and then we have the White Sox playing the Houston Astros, actually, as we speak, I believe. And, unfortunately, I think the Astros, last I saw the score, were pretty much dusting the White Sox. It was 6-0
1: last time I checked.
0: Yeah, so to that point, those are what's going on in the American League. I actually, other than the fact that I'm a Milwaukee Brewers fan in the National League, I know they're in. I can't remember everybody else off the top of my head. Other than the Dodgers squeaked in the other night, the Giants are going to play the Wild Card team, which I guess that's which is the Dodgers. Fitting, <laughs> but two two best records in baseball. Why not have them playing each other? And then it's no sense. No, it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And then the Atlanta Braves being the fourth team, correct? yeah mhm it. Okay. so it's gonna be a f- some fun <laughs> series is in the national League and um, let's talk American League first before we go back because that's our war of our wheelhouse with what we know. um who are you guys, and I'll let you go first, Brendan. Who are you rooting for now that the regular part of the playoffs is kicking in? I don't know if I can root for any of the teams that are
2: remaining. I guess the White Sox are the one that like has the least animosity with the Blue I'll Jays
0: sure. if yeah. you're going
2: off of that, but I mean, I can't stand the Rays as everybody knows and every Blue Jays fan probably should be of that mindset now of not being able to stand the Rays. The Red Sox again, they're going to be done, so they're not going to the World <laughs> Series. So it will probably, in my mind, end up being an ALCS of the Rays and the Astros because the Astros are kicking the crap out of the White Sox right now um, and are going to go up 1-0. Um, I just don't think the White Sox have enough flair to get by Houston. Houston's done this for, the, what, the last five, six years now, going, making deep runs in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. there's no real team... Like, I mean, if the White Sox did manage to get by, I'd probably hop on their bandwagon in the, in the American League just because there isn't really that animosity between them and the Blue Jays. They have some pretty cool characters. Tim Anderson is huge and an awesome proponent of showboating if he hit a home run off of a pitcher just like a pitcher can absolutely pump his fist if he strikes out tim anderson so there's a lot of likable guys on the white Sox, but i just can't see them getting by houston so at that point it's like anybody that comes out of the national league i am heavily rooting for uh whoever they play in the world series so no team is my
0: answer (laughs) (laughs) so you're just hoping for an implosion got it yeah how about you, Chris, on your American League? Who do you think is getting to the World Series, or who is your the the team
1: that you would like out of the left? <laughs>
0: <audience>? <laughs>
1: yeah, I I'm gonna tend to agree agree with Brandon. I don't think they don't think I know for a fact that Boston's not coming out of that series with the Rays. Yep. Um, if, if there's a team I'm pulling for and Blue Jays fans rate roast me, but it's probably Tampa. I they do things so damn frustrating. <laughs> Make everything so frustrating, but like, I don't know. I guess uh, at this point, I, I, I don't, I, I can't put allegiances with, with teams, I guess, but more so players. And like, if we could get Nelson Cruz a world series and get him the hell out of the American league, yeah, like that's, it's like the last thing he wants, me. right? Just, yeah. Like that, that's pretty good with me. Like just get it over with, get him out. And, and I'm pretty happy with that. And, and, like Brendan said, I don't think I, – I don't think there's enough firepower. I Were you guys not expecting more out of the White Sox than what yeah. you got this year? 100%. Like, they I should have been a 100-win team almost. Yeah, in that division, and, definitely. Uh, they, they just – for whatever reason, it, it seemed like they just – they never went on the, one of those really extended winning streaks that you hear about, like a 10-game winning streak, that if you look at their roster up and down, like they should – be well within their range to make that happen, um, especially with the back end of that bullpen adding oh, Kimbrell at, at the trade deadline. Like, and there's enough talent in their their lineup. But yeah, I, I Houston's been there, done that too many times now. Um, it'll be a Houston and uh, Tampa Bay ALCS, and Tampa's going to come out flying. I think. I don't you. even know it because Verlander's not back either, is he? I don't think so. No. So you're riding on the heels of Granky and McCullough. Yeah. So I don't know. Tampa has well, too much he's pitching healthy this year. So what are you he really? Is. You
0: getting a playoff caliber pitcher out of him, or are you getting the guy that got hurt the last four years?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tampa just has they have way too much pitching for anybody to deal with. That. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't think anybody in the American League this year is going to keep up with them. No, if anyone had a chance, uh, honestly, I do it, showing my bias colors now. It probably is the Blue Jays 100%. because they can they can bludgeon you in games and yeah. they can they can hit velocity. Granted, they never hit the fucking Rays, but <laughs> if it's any <laughs> it's, other team, they can do five, it. Guys like Shane Boz on the first day he comes <laughs> in the major leagues. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a Tampa coming out of the ALCS with Houston a close second. But
2: I'm fine. with you. Yeah, and on the White Sox point that you're making that's so true. I didn't I feel like I barely
0: heard from them the entire regular season. And I guess that's just cause... the firing of uh what was it um you know, oh, Mercedes, the, the, yeah, they, yeah,
2: the, the Mercedes,
0: that oh, Guys oh, on goodness. fire, but no, t- typical Tony Larusa bullshit. <laughs> you took a good player and pissed him off to the point yeah. where he goes, whoops, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I guess
2: the White Sox, just to get to where they were, just consistently won series, and they never really had a streak. Like, they probably win maybe three or four in a row, then drop one, and then win another three or four in a row, and then drop maybe two, and then do that all over again. So, yeah, they just seem very meh to me this season. I know they won their division, but it also wasn't a very good division, so...
1: Which Power is perfectly team. fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine winning three, losing one. Yeah. If you do it all year, like it clearly it worked. It got them into the playoffs. And if the Blue Jays did that more consistently, they would be in the playoffs as well. Yeah, like it, it took a ridiculous winning streak to get them to yeah. the, even where they were. So to that point, Chris, you just
0: follow the Cito Gaston principle to a T win series. Is it, you're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> <okay>. it's true. <laughs> So, but to that point, I'll give you guys my two cents, and um, I'm actually in the school of thought of Chris here that I'm actually rooting for the Rays in the American League because, to what I just said a minute ago, I hate Tony Larusa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every other team in baseball would have fired him for having a DUI before the season. Right. How a good example are you for all these kids that are like, yeah, let's go out and party, okay? Oh, you better not do that. It's not a good thing. And then you watch him stumbling and yelling out, "I'm Tony Larusa" in a video, right? You can't arrest me <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or at least that's the that. article I read of how it went down. Yeah. But then obviously I hate the Houston Astros just for the whole, you know, everything. <laughs> and then really the Boston Red Sox, I ain't rooting for the Boston Red Sox unless they're oh, playing the no. fucking Yankees. Yeah. And that's already been taken care of. So I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm rooting for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. And If we're,
1: we're going on the manager that, front now, though, I wouldn't mind Dusty getting suck. one.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, I th- He's like the only likable part of the Astros, to be yeah. honest. And to that point, at least it is the newer age Astros at this point. It's not the leftovers and whatever to that point, other than the Correa really effect. And he's going to be wherever the hell after this year. I just can't stand watching Jose Altuve. Toronto.
2: Seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <already laughs> come up a few times on Twitter this
1: week. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's been a big rumor already floating we, around. We're getting, we're so getting Korea.
1: I heard somebody say we're getting Verlander. We're getting <laughs> Jose Ramirez. This team Almost is going to be pretty. wicked next year. Oh yeah, and we're <laughs> signing Simeon and Ray. So (laughs) why not just bring Yuli's Yuli over, you know, why the fuck (laughs) D DH all day things (laughs) have happened. And the playoffs aren't even over. It's great. Yeah.
2: Blue Jays Twitter is just so so much fun. Yeah. I mean, this off season is going to be fun because of how well this season went for the first time. We can actually go into an off season with our expectations being when we get to spring trading, It's playoffs or bust. Like, I think. How hungry can this team be? Exactly. How hungry are you going to be? I think going into this year, maybe more so after Springer and Simeon, but you're like, you know what? I think a lot of us had them probably around 86, 87 wins in the playoff conversation, but kind of fading as the season got later. They exceeded expectations. I wouldn't say my mindset was playoffs or bust, but now it absolutely is. So that's exciting, at least.
0: But to that point, I think it was even you, Brendan, that pointed out this fact of either you read it or you actually came to this conclusion yourself. I'll give you the, you know, the latter of that because you're a smart guy. (laughs) uh, um, We were all saying 92 wins, 92 wins, 92 wins, literally just missed that. And it would have been enough if we had 92 wins. So just missed it. But I think somebody on Twitter tweeted out the fact that there's only been seven. Blue Jays series or seasons in the history of our team that were uh, above 90 wins. And this there's only two seasons. We didn't make the playoffs out of that equation. And the other one was pre wild card era. So yeah. this is, ugh, like I said, baseball gods fucking us is about the best way I can say, it. <laughs> but we're going to get to that in a moment. So just yeah, yeah. Pull your jets. <laughs> so, I want to talk National League real quick, because this is where at least I feel like I can have a little bit more fun and having some, you know, fandom and being able to root for somebody I might like. And that's just because I don't get to play these teams until I get to a World Series. So I'm right. allowed to have my National League team and my American League team. I'm going to let Chris go first, because I gave Ad or Brendan the first chance on the other one. Brendan, who or, uh Chris? Who <laughs> are you looking in the American National League? Wow. I'm really butchering this <laughs> <Come> on, <man. laughs>
1: together. National League is so much tougher, at, isn't it? Like you you have so much firepower in the Dodgers. Um and like uh, hey. San Francisco is just they've been so pesky all year and like they're clearly they're a good team because they played in a good National League and division where you thought like you thought basically that the giants and the Padres records would be reversed. Yeah. Um,
0: So that's (laughs) it. They were only one game away from each other. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think anybody, even Vegas or anybody that says that they said the giants were going to win a hundred games this year. They
1: were full of complete crap before the season. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still gonna it's still going to be the Dodgers coming out of that series. I don't think Atlanta has a shot in hell. Against Milwaukee, um, and it's time to get rowdy as well. <laughs> my heart says Milwaukee gets past L.A., but my brain is smarter, so I'm going to say the Dodgers get to the World <laughs> Series again. We have a repeat from Nick last year. To that fashion, I wouldn't mind seeing a repeat.
0: That and then watching. I think the Rays need to take down L.A. this year, though, if that happens. But anyway. Brandon, your pick. Yeah, I'm with you, Chris, on the fact that the
2: Braves, kind of like the Red Sox going against the Rays, have no chance to get by the Milwaukee Brewers. Like That rotation, that top three of Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, and Brandon Woodruff is probably the most underrated and not talked about rotations maybe in the last 10 years of baseball. They were historically good this season. So Brewers, actually, I think I predict the Brewers to sweep just because you have the huge pitching matchup favors in Mm -hmm. your advantage. So Milwaukee gets by easily. Uh, I forget who I picked because I put my picks out on Twitter the other day. I forget who I picked between the Giants and the Dodgers. I (laughs) I, I, want to say the Giants, I picked them just because they have so much magic. Like, I don't think the magic ends in the DS for them. I think they got to get to the CS at least. Like, at the beginning of the year when you had a team with aging veterans with Johnny Cueto and Evan Longoria and Brandon Crawford, like, these guys (laughs) are at the very tail end of their careers. It's just like... Holy crap, it all clicked for one more career year for them all, and it's a perfect storm. I just don't think when they meet Milwaukee going up against that pitching that they'll be able to ride that wave of momentum anymore. It'll be be five games between the Dodgers and the Giants. I think Giants get by, and then at that point, the Brewers get by, and it's a Brewers-Rays World Series. And I kind of want to see that without a big market team in there, because MLB is probably hoping that that's like the least favorable uh, uh, World Series for TV ratings. You have Milwaukee against Tampa Bay. What? Uh, MLB probably is not hoping for that, but it's going to be
1: that. And there's so much pitching in that series. Oh, it's like every game is going to be like two nothing. Yeah, it's going to be. Oh, my God. You're going to have to strap yourself in to watch that series because it is going to be boring as hell <laughs> if you don't like pitching you sorry. are gonna be so bored but milwaukee is
2: not exactly a desirable place to go visit that's a boring yep. city i'm sorry milwaukeeans or whatever your
0: thing park, is though. but just saying that is park. still my favorite ballpark the park's <laughs>
2: like, fantastic the park's fantastic <laughs> but,
0: but Tampa, like being,
1: be, yeah being blue jays fans and watching going from like blue jays historically good offense mashing five home runs a night and then trying to watch a World Series of Tampa Bay and Milwaukee together, like, oh my God, you <laughs> might as well watch paint dry, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, and
2: then I think I have the Brewers winning at that point over the Rays, but uh, that could go either way. Like, it actually could go either way. That would be a 7 gamer of, as you said, Chris, two nothing, two one, three two,
1: nothing much more. Yep. Yeah. Lots so, of shifts and wackiness. Yeah. So,
0: it will be literal wackiness because that's the only thing we're ever going to get in that situation with them playing the, you know, who we've been talking about again. But I, I'm actually thinking as much as the obvious picks, I think, are the Giants or the Dodgers. Whoever wins that series will, you know, just run and take whatever. There is something to that fact that the the Brewers have a, that magic that you were just talking to a lot, too. And I they're pitching I agree with you, Brennan, because just to think about this, not even a year ago, we were talking about that Brandon Woodruff was the ace of that staff. Corbin birds comes out of fucking nowhere. It seems like, and makes a drastic jump in his uh, career. This is the kind of guy that they were expecting to have maybe even another year down the line here or two years down the line, not, Oh, here we go. Perfect storm. And then the fact that you have Peralta in that mix turning around and doing what he was doing and Playoffs, baseball, good pitching typically beats good hitting. And I don't care any way you slice it. None of these offenses are immaculate in any, I think in any of this whole situation, American league or national league. And I just think that the Brewers have the right pieces to get deep into ball games with that three man rotation. And it's going to spell some success for them. And if that's where it goes, that's where it goes. And I just, there's something to that whole thing. And it maybe it is just the fact that you watch fricking Bowdy and Vogelbach freaking going back and forth and hitting career freaking walk off <laughs> home runs or what's my biggest wild card for the Brewers is the fact that Christian Yelich has a chance to turn into Christian Yelich in this series, take mm-hmm. the spotlight and do what he didn't get a chance to do during that last playoff series. We saw a little glimpse here and there, but I think they have a chance to really run with it. And me, selfishly, I want to see the Brewers actually win a World Series while Bob Uecker is still employed yeah. by the Brewers. Frank- very, <laughs> very good point. Very good. That
1: do, you, do you guys... Very, do you guys sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought. Oh, that was my thought. i good. Okay. <laughs> do you guys think that Atlanta would have a fighting chance if Soroka was healthy and doing what he normally does and Acuna is in? Probably. Clearly, I, very like, very yeah. hypotheticals.
0: I think that'd be in that ballpark if they actually have an even matchup on each side of the ball against the Brewers. I think the offense is slightly tipped in favor of the Brewers because I think the without Acuna having that thump in the lineup, are you really going to get what you've been getting out of Adam Duvall and everybody in a playoff series when the pressure's on? Or is that the, you know, you were getting the best baseball juice
1: out of them during the late part of the season kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's my question for the Braves. I was listening I was listening to At the Letters uh today on my way home, and they were kind of making the point that like, isn't it a shame that there's like little to no none of like the premier youth stars of MLB are in the playoffs. Like Vladdy's not there, Otani's not there, Trout's obviously been hurt all year, uh Soto's not there, like Acuna is obviously he's hurt, Tatis isn't there, like
0: your premier guys are basically open for Bellinger to be Cody Bellinger and Yelich again.
1: Yeah, like, you're you relying, well, and Kershaw isn't even pitching. So, like, you're yeah. you're relying on the old boys club of Chris Sale, uh, yeah. Nelson Cruz, uh, Zach Renke. The, the list probably goes on of the, this old boys club to carry MLB when you have such yeah. good young talent that, for whatever reason the teams can't put it together in the blue Jays case, really tough luck like there's so much i I don't know if we quite understand and I don't know but probably MLB doesn't i I doubt they care but the marketability of all of the young players on on Toronto right now if Vlad Bo Teoscar or anything were in Boston or New York, they would be massive stars massive stars so. It, no. it's a horrible shame like and it's cool that Soto showed up at the yeah like that was cool cheering for his buddy like that's super cool and MLB needs more of that frankly yeah. show a little character show that these guys have personalities and they have friends like <laughs> they oh, have friends. well They're like friends on other yeah, teams yeah, yeah. like ball is such a tight-knit group and even like it goes all the way up or all the way down like you get into like Is Something that we could probably all relate to more Is just like beer league ball You know everybody in the loop And if you're traveling around If like we had teams That centered around like Kitchener Cambridge area And like we knew people From like Sarnia and we knew people From London and we knew the people from Toronto And we knew the people from Niagara, Brantford Whatever like you could sit down at any Of those tables or you could sit and watch Another team And just want those couple of people To do really well and to see that at the MLB level is so relatable and so cool, and and so good from like once again a marketability standpoint because like you're showing that these guys have character and they want they want their their ex teammates and their friends to do well that it it brings it to such like a personal level for people watching. Yeah. It's, it, it's super cool. To that,
0: to that point, Chris, I think the, the Blue Jays, like you said, are the perfect microcosm of that whole thing. And it comes down to the Barrio jacket. It comes down to all the fun that they have and just the goofing around watching, you know, Flaty and Semyon do the Simber behind them. <laughs> it's yeah. all the stupid little things, right? And to that point, yeah, it's going to be fun to see if there's anything like that that comes out about these teams in the playoffs, because to your point, they're the the guys that are on these teams that are going to probably be the stars, I'll put you at the White Sox here for a moment. Aloy Jimenez and um, Luis Roberts. Roberts were barely playing this year because they were, they, were so, hurt. Yeah. they basically played the latter of August through September and helped get the team to the, where they are. And they're obviously going to be a big part of anything they do in the playoffs. But... Those are two guys I was very intrigued in in spring training to see with the White Sox and see if they rise into the Tim Anderson ballpark and let the kids play because they have that talent written all over them and you can see it and we did see it on display this spring and I want to see that against this uh, playoff series but right now obviously like I said with them getting blasted by the Astros that exactly happening at the moment but things can change really quickly that's why it's baseball.
2: Well that just goes back to what we were saying earlier right about how the White Sox just haven't made much noise this year because those guys have been injured and they're so quiet to the point you're making Chris and and Craig about the fact that the Blue Jays would be the perfect team to have in there or even getting one Soto into the playoffs is that the White Sox should be that team that everybody should be wanting to watch because of Eloy and Robert and Dylan Cease and other young guys So it's a shame that the White Sox never really Caught fire and took a bunch of Headlines this season or else they would Actually be probably a lot of people's favorite team And people wanting to win the World Series And it's the right group of young characters And kids that they have there but Yeah, there's just nothing that gravitates Me towards the White Sox right now and that's not What MLB needs
1: <laughs> No, and a lot
2: a lot of that I think is
1: because of Tony People don't want to yeah. get behind him People Definitely. don't want to get behind him 100% yeah. yeah.
0: I wonder how much of that would be, in my opinion, would be changed on the White Sox thing if Tony La Russa wasn't there. He just doesn't yeah. scream to me like yeah, he should easily. be even in that ballpark. If he wants yeah. to be a GM, something something, to let him be GM. But to that point, yeah. you have young, talented kids. You would think they would have went similar to like, you know, a Rocco Baldelli or something like that. Or even the, like Kevin Cash, like what the uh, Rays did. It,
1: they'd be more
0: it's likely with A.J. Hinch managing team. that team. Yeah, yeah so true. <laughs> so but no you're right 100 percent. it just screams oddness to me and mm-hmm. i get the idea of bringing a veteran in with young kids but there's something to say for somebody that's more relatable too
1: so yeah. that, that was a deal done by the owner that he brought him in because he had fired him in the past and wanted to make do on an apology so he brought him back yeah that's at least my understanding of the situation
0: Yeah, I was just surprised certain things didn't fall differently. But to that point, hey, like I said, it's baseball. So we'll talk about World Series winner predictions later because I think we picked our favorite teams and all that kind of stuff. We'll talk about that in the coming weeks. But I think everybody laid the chips out on the table there. So let's see what shakes out of the tree here in the next week. And then we can talk more about the, you know, league championship series and everything. (laughs) So let's talk blue Jays baseball. Now it's been literally half hour of us talking about MLB, which is going to be a part of the focus of the show going on here in the next few weeks until we get back into nothing but drooling about off season anticipations. (laughs) So, um, guys, literally, we said it a couple of times now, just missed it. There's a lot of things that could have happened in this season to get us one or two more wins. I can't point too many fingers at the way the team finished at the end of the year because everything was clicking, even for the Yankees, that series against us in Toronto. We did what we needed to do against the Orioles, and we did what we could against everybody else. Yes, some things could have went different directions, but I can't blame the team for the way this happened in the last month of the season. They did everything I think they needed to do in September I'm putting this out for the trial of the congregation here. (laughs) Brendan, I'm going to let you run with the ball here first. Was September the make or break thing, or was this team slightly doomed to that two-game issue before that?
2: Well, at, at the end of the day, we're all going to look at one game back and we're all going to start pointing at games where it's like, oh, if you didn't lose that, like the first one that's going to come to everybody, everybody's mind is Marcus Simeon throwing it in the dirt in front of Vlad against the Tigers. Or you could look at the game when the Jays lost on an inside the park walk-off against the Tigers at Comerica Park. There's a whole bunch of games, but every single team has that throughout the course of the season. You're going to have blown leads. You're going to have bullpen meltdowns, just a matter of limiting them and making sure they don't take over. Back in May, when the bullpen wasn't doing too well and it was an incredibly weak spot, basically, from the point when David Phelps went down, when Julian Merriweather went down, and a couple other bullpen arms went down, and you had to call in the likes of Pi Amps, um, Tommy Malone like you go back and look at the guys who pitched out of the bullpen in April and may it's like, damn, how did they stay afloat? The offense for one, but until they got Richards and Simber, um, the bullpen was terrible. So you go back and look at that. That's a stretch where you cut down those blown leads in half. And you never know, you're at 99 wins, a hundred wins. I know the, the expected wins losses was 99 wins for this season. You cut those blown leads in half. There's you, there's your 99, there's your extra and you're competing for the division. But I think at the end of the season, Everything was going right with the series they were taking Uh, in September. They were doing their job. They were mixing in a couple sweeps. You get to the Rays at Tropicana Field, and we were fine with them losing two out of three. I know people started to panic a little bit, especially when they saw the Yankees going in and sweeping Texas in that series. But you're still only half game back of the Yankees going into Minnesota. Losing the first two against the Twins is where everything went wrong. I know that we were kind of counting on Boston winning at least one game in that series, which would have helped immensely before the Yankees series last week. But you win on Thursday, you get the game back, you get, you you get back even in the standings. Even if the Yankees end up sweeping the Red Sox, you're one back when you play the Yankees last week, Tuesday, you lose first game, everything stays the same. You finish tied with the Yankees by just winning one more, one more of those games against the twins in that series. And I know we tried to justify it coming out of It's like, okay, we're only two back of the Yankees. Well, you lose on Tuesday, you're three back. You win on Wednesday, you're two back. And so it's you have to win that Thursday game or else you're three back and you need a sweep, which almost happened. But it was just at the end, just too much to ask for the Rays uh, on the last day of the season for them to complete the sweep. Now, should they have? Yeah, of course. Like we all yes. wanted that. <laughs> but yeah. So one of those Minnesota losses, you take that back. It's not like they lost in a crazy, epic fashion like throwing the ball in the dirt or inside the park home run or a bullpen meltdown. It was just they did not play well in those first two games against the Twins. Reverse it, and you're in a tiebreaker, and who knows? You could be playing in the Division Series right now.
0: There you go. Chris, pick the ball up and run with it. Was September the major issue with us not making the playoffs, or was there was something else you got to pinpoint and call
1: out here? You could pinpoint a lot of things, I guess If you really wanted to nitpick Like Randall Gritchick didn't do anything after the middle of May like, yeah. <laughs> And he was getting a whack load of at-bats until Dickerson came around um, Julian Merriweather was flaming scorching red hot The first week of the year And then he goes down If he's available for even the the That'd two be- months the, the the two months like April and May. And then obviously some people may think that sticky tack is an issue or spider tack was an issue with him because he did not look even close to the same when he came back Uh and his spin rates were down. So it could have, you gotten a couple extra wins out of him, David Phelps going down. That's a huge blow to this team that a lot of people forget. Um He was supposed to be a huge part of this bullpen and that would have kept um, I don't know. Well, it, I, w- I would say Tim Mesa, but Tim Mesa was amazing. But like, it, it, there's a couple of those guys that had to come in and pick up some innings. Trent Thornton, um, who had to come in and was uh, okay. Can we just briefly touch on why Trent Thornton was coming in at any point with leverage? <laughs> yeah, I know. Way too <laughs> often, far Way too often. often. But no if you, but if you, but if you have. And my point is, is if you have a Merriweather that's firing on all cylinders, if you have David Phelps, if Kirby Yates's arm didn't fall off before the season even started, uh, where would we? where would we be if Kirby Yates was Kirby Yates? Like
0: or even had a chance to be Kirby Yates, because I even think a partial Kirby yeah, Yates
1: and better than some if of the, the if he was even serviceable. If we didn't go out and get Brad, Brad Hand, who is supposed to be a savior in our bullpen, which uh, I think that was just. Tragic what happened to him because he's been been good. He's been so good the last few years, and something halfway through this year, or I guess the whole year, just he fell off the tracks completely. It was like train off. Yeah. Um, Joaquim Soria, I thought he was going to be a really big part of this bullpen and a good stabilizing figure back there. And he was next to unusable. Um, but those are the chances you take oh. on bullpen arms. That that is one hundred and ten percent the chance that you take on bullpen arms. And do I care? Like, what did we even trade for Soria? I no. nothing and no. So it doesn't matter. Do I care that we traded Riley Adams for Brad Hand? Mm, not really, because like at that point you're trading Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson for Jose Barrios, and you're you're getting. Um, you were getting Dickerson back at that point. You were getting George Springer back at that point. Like you had to go that for it. Is about yeah, the best thing we have yeah. right still. And you I'll, have you have Mourinho support, coming but... up still. Like all of these things were trending in the right direction. The boys were coming home at that point as well. Like so many things were going in the right direction that I'm not even upset about the Brad Hand stuff because like if Brad Hand didn't blow those two games fucking Trent Thornton would have. So like <laughs> he he was he was probably the next guy up or they would have found the next Gavilio or they would have found the next Waggus pack and they would have blown games. Like that that's who we would have been using in that same point because Unfortunately, we can't use Tim Mesa for three innings a night. We can't use Adam Simber for three innings a night. We can't use Jordan Arono for three innings a night. If we could, this team would be so, so good. And we'd be in the playoffs right now, but we can't. So it's not going to happen. So there's so many things that... And, like, you brought up the Simeon error. And, like, I kind of scoff at that. Because, like, where would you be without... marcus simeon in this year that
0: That, it was due let me put this way of how good he was at second base there was a he was like a way overdue for an error or something it's just exactly shitty ass time
1: (laughs) and like for as red hot as Grichik was in april and like half of may um and then fell off the face of the planet like where was guriel for the first three months of the year right and like I am on the top of the mountain of do not trade Guriel. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> but like, where was he for the first three months? Like he his average did creep up, which come at me about average because people get weird about that. But like that's still how many times you hit the ball and get on base. Like it it's somewhat valuable still. And like he still ended up hitting two seventy-five-ish or somewhere around there. Like that's a pretty damn serviceable outfielder with 20 some odd home runs. And what as your seven hitter, like who doesn't take that every single night, but like, he was largely invisible for three months of the year. Um, uh, there, there's state this year. He had to have a
0: nuts because he was doing, I know he was quote unquote, not as good as some of our left fielders, but how many guys have they gone out or, Get yeah, you know, he's fast enough to get into the gaps and stuff like that. It just seems yeah. like an unrated
1: outfielder to me. So the, there's there's tons of places where you could nitpick. Yeah, you could nitpick on the questionable decisions by Montoyo as well. I I've largely been a critic of him, but I think if he starts to manage the way that he did in September where he doesn't care about feelings, frankly. Yeah. And th- the best thing that I've seen Charlie Montoyo do in a game that proved to me that he does not care about feelings anymore or somebody, clearly somebody in the organization doesn't care about feelings anymore was in that final game, they took Randall Gritchick out in the third inning. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 100%. That was a big, big statement, you know? Was we yeah. shock. we do see- not
1: trust you oh. to... We don't... You are so bad and unreliable right now because there were less than two outs with a runner on third. We do not have enough confidence in you even getting us a sack fly right now that we need to remove you for Corey Dickerson. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and to
0: that point, you, remember, you would, in the midst of that, you would think that Corey Dickerson was setting the world on fire or something, and he, that was his off night, and you just needed to get his bat in there all of a sudden because they're like, oh, well, this is the game right here, right? No, Corey Dickerson did Corey Dickerson, which was just enough better than yeah. dead weight hitting from Randall My, Randall, To your point, Randall was lead was in the Major League RBI leaders the first two, three months of the season. He was red hot. Red fucking hot. There's a reason I had him on my fantasy team and then dropped him like a bad habit. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, He became Kevin Pillar all of a sudden he was all defense in the outfield and that's all you were really getting for until you got Corey Dickerson. And at least then you had somebody to play around with in the lineup and had somebody left-handed to play with. Mm-hmm. So to that point, but yeah, Chris, I agree with you that I think the collective here is agreeing that the fact that the blue Jays, September baseball, was not the downfall of this team. There was things that happened way too early in the season that they were unfortunately unable to come back from. And what, in my opinion would have made the best story in baseball to be the homeless blue Jays, two world's champs, or even just a playoff appearance would have been amazing. But to that point, guys, I think the unsung hero of this team is the Toronto fans themselves, finally getting a chance to cheer for their team. What was the record after we came home? It was like oh, 24 and like fucking
1: like 20 Yeah, 25 and 12 or something. Yeah,
0: lost. Or 27
1: the, and 12.
0: The dome field advantage was basically the savior of the Blue Jays season
1: cuz yes. if they
0: didn't come home, guys, I don't see that ridiculous cliff of wins. No, God, no. Like the, the so Playing at Buffalo, and it was just 500 baseball. Which when they
2: when they back. first got back, that's the Good. first win streak, right? Like after the deadline, you start putting things together, you get the momentum going back home. Springer you know where comes else, back. Yeah, Springer comes back. He's red hot. Everybody, it starts. You, you could see the team starting to click a little bit on that first series back, the first homestand back uh, against the Royals in Cleveland and Boston, but. You know where else is a bit of a downfall? I think their actual true downfall was that little blip for two to two and a half weeks where they weren't hitting at all when they went on the West Coast trip against the Angels and they split that series. Was this? No, yeah. They split the series against the Angels. They lose two to three at Seattle. Then they get swept by the Washington Nationals in the two-game series, the lowly Washington Nationals. Oh. Because after that, you get back, you play the Tigers, the White Sox, you go back and play the Tigers again in the Orioles and that, those were where they started to get your confidence back to before going on that run in September. You go 500 on that road trip against the Nationals, or the Nationals, the Mariners, and the um, Angels, and you're in the playoffs. You probably actually have three more wins than your win total. So that little gap is what stopped them from being the 2015 second half versus the 2021 second half. Both of them were equally as incredible for different reasons, but that two-to-three week, Stretch where they dropped a whole bunch of winnable games, especially the sweep to Washington. That was the when you look back at it at the time. That's why they didn't
1: make the playoffs with ease. When you look back at how bad Washington was in the final series, right? Yeah, which like I'm uh, to be honest, I'm not even mad about that weekend. Like that, I I'm not sour. I'm not mad at all because the Blue Jays did every single thing that they needed to do. Like you're you're gonna run into tough luck and you're gonna run into crap. And like Tampa, Tampa could have just rolled over and let the Yankees walk all over them all weekend, and they didn't do it. Like they, they, went, they, they went, they went their playoff roster. They went right to the last out. And granted, did I was it stupid to throw to Judge or not? I don't know. Judges is overrated anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you can get him out. Is the point. Yeah. You I can, think. but would, would like, I would I rather pitch to Stanton or would I rather pitch to Judge? I would probably rather pitch to Stanton because there's a lot more swing and Mitch, miss. But at that point, it's also not Tampa's season on the line. So do they really care or not? Probably not. Did they think that maybe they're going to maybe face New York in the ALDS and they want to put a little doubt in Aaron Judge's head and try and get some swing and miss in them? Maybe. Uh, there's all sorts of things, but, and, and even with the Boston thing, like Washington had so many chances to put Boston away oh in that final no. weekend <laughs> so many times and like, like they're up the five, one, on us. <laughs> yeah, they're up five, nothing or five, one at one point, And like, everything was good and rolling right along and then they score four, And mm-hmm. it's like, at that point, I, I, the only thing I can do is kind of laugh to myself because it's like, of course.
0: Yeah, no, yeah on hand, exactly but like this is, good. of course, how our season ends. Why would yeah. it end differently? Why? Why it... It?
1: But like, the boys did every single thing that every fan asked of them in that final series, and like, they didn't just beat Baltimore; they, they beat the, the, the pants they <laughs>
0: beat Would have been really interesting off. to see what this offense would have done in that
1: wild card game yeah. because they were right? full steam ahead. Yeah, yeah. So. <sighs> To me, you can't even be upset with it because they, the season was lost in April and May and not the end of the year. And they they did what they had to. Management showed, Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro showed, that this team is serious about competing and serious about winning. By going out and merging part of the future to go and get Brios, to go and make these bad bullpen pe- uh, additions... Like it was still a try. It was yeah. still a try. And it and like sense. it did make sense. And like by all means, Brad Hand, if you look at the last three years, he's a really good reliever. You look at Joaquin Soria over the last like 15 years or yeah. whatever he's been in the league. He's been a really Definitely good reliever. <laughs> and whatever happened, it just didn't work. But then like going out and getting in and, and could we nitpick and could have we gotten Simber and Richards. A couple of weeks earlier, yes, we probably could have, but it would probably cost more. And management didn't feel comfortable giving up whatever Miami and Milwaukee wanted at that time, or if Milwaukee even had Richards at that time, he was probably yeah, still true. Tampa. Yeah, and, and obviously Tampa's not going to give a bullpen arm to their AL East rival. So that doesn't happen unless you're out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or so if, they, I, if they do, you know something's wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um,
1: Used car I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You, you, Like I said, you can't be mad at the way it ended because they did everything that they were supposed to. Yeah.
2: Like if they lost on Sunday and then everything else played out the way it was, it's like, hey, you don't deserve it. Like kind of like if they pulled the Mariners. Mariners got the crap kicked out of them on the last day of the season. Yep. I feel bad for them because that was the closest they've been to the playoffs in 20 years. And they laid an egg. And I would have been more upset about that than the way that the Blue Jays ended up bowing out, which was. You put yourself in a position to get into a tiebreaker. The teams that we, they were playing, just unfortunate, didn't go your way. At least one of them. Yeah.
0: Anybody want to add anything to that before I have a little bit of a fun game here for us to play at the end of the show? Let's
2: play a game. <laughs>
0: like, and well, first, Brendan, and I don't ha- quite have a trophy or anything for you. But <laughs> you picked the click
1: for the season, so
0: congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: so I guess I'm I get like a fairly. Com- I'm fairly confident he won last week's as well. <laughs> oh, <George> Springer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which i will say i was going to pick but i was being the nice guy letting you guys go ah, first i also was
2: feeling kind of bad because i picked them the week before too and i'm not sure what the rule was over that i think we bended the rules a little bit so i'm willing to share it with you half and half because i still clinched my win anyways
0: i was just you know? say just so to put that in perspective even if we don't count last week right you won i you had 10 wins Adam and I both tied with six. And
1: you now I'm pretty sure so, that with Robbie Ray winning funny. a Cy Young this year that he would have been the player of the week more than ten times. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, but to that point, at least he actually showed up the last month of the season instead of getting bludgeoned by the Blue Jays twice. <laughs> so, That's just perfect. saying. So, anyway, the game I want to play here, I found online some... Uh, I was looking for something goofy to play with here before, because obviously in the next few weeks we're going to be talking more about you know, the MVPs, what other specific things went on this season? How do we get into the off season and whatnot? So I wanted to have some stupid fun on the show. Like we used to do the last few you know months with picks to click. Right. I, I found these, um, oh, they're kind of almost like Darwin Awards or stupid, silly awards for baseball. The Dundies. You know? And yeah, basically a lame duck award, right? <laughs> so I want to go through this list of four or four things, and I want to see who you guys pick. Sure. And first one is called the No Crying in Baseball Award, and it is meant for the most emotional person on the team. So. Cool. I I'll take that award in many different directions because obviously we don't see baseball players consoling both baseball players very much or anything, especially in our very energetic, you know, locker room team. But to that point, maybe it is the person that's most energetic. It just says most emotional baseball player,
1: most emotional. I would almost give it to Guerrero after that Red Sox game where he tied it in the ninth with the home run. And then he sat, uh, on the bench And just looked that was an almost absolutely up, defeated so. Yeah, that was an almost But Honestly, Pete Walker Yeah, that's
0: fair yes. That's a good answer well played, sir. <laughs> Very well played That is a good one, because to that point I hadn't seen anybody that fired up since Frickin' uh, John Roush was being held back By yeah. John Gibbons back in the day
1: <laughs> No, it was John exactly. Farrell It was yeah, John Farrell, Farrell. That's it was true. John. Yeah. It was John Farrell. He was <laughs> almost yeah. killed him. He, yeah, I was at that game. It was it Tried was murder non- him. It so was none. Yeah, it was absolute nonsense in the bathroom, drunk off my ass <laughs> at the end of the game, and just thinking that a riot was going to break out because everybody yeah. was so fired up. Fired up. Yeah. There you go.
0: Anywho, but yeah, a Pete, a Pete Walker. What the hell Pete happens? Was. Right? That's a
2: good answer. Uh, I'm gonna go.
0: What's the award again? Repeat it again. Oh, the No Crying in Baseball Award is for the most emotional player on the team.
2: I would go Bo Bichette. He showed a lot of emotion on the end-of-season presser. Um, and I just think...
1: God, wasn't like, that heartbreaking? Yeah, yeah, it was.
2: The tears forming... <laughs> and- uh, and, and he's the kind of guy who's kind of reminds me the most of Josh Donaldson, where he's like, uh, this isn't the tri league. This is the get it done league. When Bo grows into himself a little bit more, becomes even more of a leader in the locker room as he gets a little mm-hmm. bit older, he's 1000% going to be that guy. So I'm going to go Bo Bichette. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to go in a little bit of the ballpark you guys are going on because I've seen the whole spectrum with this guy. I'm going to lay out here. And that's Al jr. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Saw all the way to the point where you were just talking about like with the presser level that you could see the emotion, the hugs before the ball game and everything like that. And then the fact that, you know, I think, did you guys see the clip? I think it was the last game that George Springer's dancing in the dugout and Loris Gurriel Jr.'s playing the fucking bat like it's a guitar. (laughs) (laughs) It's just good, fun stuff. And I just think he is such a glue guy for this team going forward. And I think Loris is regardless of where he was on the emotional spectrum. I just thought that was kind of fun. But
1: yeah. you you could even say Manoa
2: as well. I was thinking him too. That was the initial thought with him. Yeah. Very
0: there's very... a lot
1: there's a lot of emotional like a lot of guys and maybe not emotional, but a lot of guys that wear their heart on their sleeve. Yep. So. Which is
0: one of the reasons I think this team is gelled the way it is. They so all like, you cool. know exactly where everything's standing in that locker room, yeah. I think, at all times. Yeah. So yeah. But to that point, let's go to the next award, which is the best bench warmer award. So this is the best guy that hops off the bench and helps the ball club.
2: Oh, easy, easy. That one's easy in my mind. And I don't you know, Santiago sure. Espinal.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, is Espinal your starting third baseman or is he a bench warmer?
2: Yeah, he's my bench
0: warmer I, for next season. Ultimate
1: bench I warmer. Think he's a bench warmer even in this situation because that he had
0: no role on this team at all originally he had to earn that spot and he got it and we, we said it for months before he actually really legit got that starting gig and he was the best third baseman and Chris I think you were on that show as a guest that day when we made that first comment <laughs> yeah yeah
2: and just the, like the sample size that you have from him this season I know he was injured a little bit but 92 games 246 played appearances even if he upped the PAs by maybe to 350 or 400 The fact he like for a guy who doesn't have for much power, still a weighted runs created plus of 115. And he had a, a war, according to fangrass, of 2.2. He was actually incredibly valuable. A little, little useful piece. So he has a spot in my roster. Kind of like First man off the bench every time. And I was equal between offense and defense, according to fangrass. The exact same 6.8 and 6.6 for nice. offense and defense. Yeah, very, very even player. That. Very
1: good. You could he almost say George Springer this year, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Coming
1: in off the bench, uh, I mean, off the injured list, absolutely. And, and you, <laughs> but, you could, if you could argue on the coaching side, because I said Pete Walker the first time, John Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> <Always> <laughs> well, y- you could tell his his role changed as the year went on.
0: Very much like, so.
1: Wh- whether it was intentional or not, or how, or, or if it's publicly available or not, but Dave Hudgens took very much a back seat and did. went to the hitting side and John Schneider was the guy in charge or Charlie Montoya's right hand man as the season went on and I think that's very much by design.
2: Yeah, very
1: much. And the Blue Jays should be shitting their pants. Somebody's going to take Ben Charrington starts knocking on John Schneider's door because they're going to want somebody in Pittsburgh pretty soon. Yeah, that's a good call.
0: There's a reason that maybe Montoya only got one year extension. Just saying.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put it up or shut up. Or- if so, it, if April and May don't go the way things are supposed to go next year, John Schneider is the manager.
2: Yeah, I'm with that, too. I, right. I absolutely agree.
0: We got his one-day debut, and it was a good win, if I recall. <laughs> it had too, because he lost the second
1: one yeah F, right after uh who got who got tossed the
2: barucky throw
1: barucky yeah the that's Barucki. right <laughs> so anyway
0: got two more for you and these ones are more on the downside but i think we can have some fun with it um least improved player of the year and this could be somebody that we were expecting <laughs> to have some you know high expectations from somebody that sh- was on the team that didn't do shit you know, <laughs> yeah
1: next <laughs> there's, 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so i'm actually going to call out nate pearson because unfortunately his health didn't <laughs> allow us to see anything for the fact that what we could have uh gotten on that there's and i think i can blame half of that on the hype train and what we were expecting to get from him but to that point you were expecting things at least to that point and we did get that tease at the end of the season once again that he looked Incredible yeah. out of the bullpen And I would have been very interesting to see What would have happened in the playoffs With that arm in the bullpen see, act, that
1: That's oh sorry, that's no, where no, I no. would argue I, I would argue against that Is because if if you listen to our show at all And you listen to what Wes has been going on for the last two years Make a It's reliever. A, stop wasting your time With Pearson being a starter And let freaks be freaks And let him throw <laughs> 105 out of the bullpen And just blow batters away well, and that's what we saw And that's what they should be doing with this guy They found this guy's niche Run with it Stop forcing him into something That he's obviously not going to become You struck lightning With Alec Manoa Just Stop wasting your time With Nate Pearson And let him throw a bazillion miles per hour At the back end of the bullpen wasn't it Atkins just yesterday in his
2: press conference when he was asked about Pearson? Said, like, there was the most open I've heard him speak about Pearson being a reliever for next season, I'm pretty sure. Where he's like, still to be determined, multi inning guy out of the bullpen is very possible. Nate Pearson in a Colin McHugh type role would be amazing, mm. even though I still want Colin McHugh. That just seems like such yeah. a logical fit for the bullpen. But Nate Pearson is a two inning reliever, a three inning reliever throwing gas. I'm all for that because that could get you probably, if you're dominant like Liam Hendricks is out of the bullpen, you could still contribute two and a half to three wins as a reliever for your team. Yeah. So I'm so down with that.
1: Yeah. 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 Exactly. It, don't make the same mistake you made with Aaron Sanchez. Don't yeah. make the same mistake. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you had something special in that arm and it just thundered away.
2: Now, the only thing I'll say is, I put this out the other day. I think if you lose Robbie Ray in free agency and let's say I'm sure Pearson's going to enter as a starter. Maybe they'll make those decisions as we get closer to spring training. In my mind, if you lose Robbie Ray and let's say you don't make an impact free agent signing on the on the pitching market, maybe you bring back Steven Matz as an example. In my mind, to replace Robbie Ray, I'm thinking Nate Pearson needs to do what Alec Manoa just did. They need a guy, a young kid to step mm-hmm. up and get and grow into that role and take it and run with it. Now, that, I think that might be a little too close. It's to a stretch. That. It's a huge stretch and a huge risk. It's but right something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. If, if you're it's banking it. on that, if you're banking on that, you as a GM did not do your job this winter. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're not serious about winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Like you, you could have gotten away with that this past yeah uh, spring, exactly I but you're to not gonna get away with it this spring. Exactly. You found you found a premier setup guy and possibly a premier closer for sure. If yeah. not, if, if, if not, if not, a, as a spot when <sighs> fucking hell, Brett Gardner's on second base. <laughs> And Aaron Judge and Stanton are coming up to the bat with one out, and it's 3-2 in the bottom of the 8th or the bottom of the 7th, and you need two strikeouts. Nate Pearson, you're in. 100%. 100%. Blow them away. Blow him away. Throw 104, throw 105. Like Wes always says, let freaks be freaks, yeah. and just let him throw a million miles an hour.
2: I think outside of bringing back Ray and Simeon, Nate Pearson is going to be one of the most talked about uh, players on this team throughout the rest of the offseason for Blue Jays Twitter and podcasts and everything like that. Just because of that conversation, it can go any which way possible with that. So that's tough because I do agree that he probably deserves the least improved award that we're going for. But at the same time, maybe not. Maybe he just opened up a new role for him where he can thrive for next season. Uh, I'm also going to point out, you got one no no no. there's a couple that come to mind um thomas hatch is one because he showed promise last year and he was terrible i know he was injured a lot this year but at the same time it's just like when he pitched and came out of the bullpen in one of those twins game they lost i was like okay thomas hatch will he'll, he'll seal it down he will just keep it close keep the minute but he did the complete opposite of that so hatch for sure comes to mind um Danny Jansen kind of but the last little bit of the season he kind of blew he absolutely took off so I'm not sure if I want to put him in there I'd probably say Thomas Hatch is the one for me the least improved I I was expecting a lot more of him this season and I think they were too because for a little while they're like wait until Thomas Hatch comes back in May he'll take that fifth starter spot before Ross Stripling did
0: Well, speaking of there's another guy you got as a possible starter too for next season
2: Stripling yeah absolutely
0: So, anyway, um, last award, and then we'll do our typical two claps and a Ric Flair, and get out and uh, get ready for some uh, hopefully better news to talk about next week. <laughs> so, um, I have the most value less player on this team, and I to me this is a like might as well be called the Tanner Roark award. <laughs> <laughs> but is there anybody on this team that is just like you know, wow, it's like worse really- than
1: Tanner Roark? <laughs>
0: i'll give you right now my pick with this award would be brad hand fair
1: <laughs> that's tough to beat let me think about that mm. oh i'm that <laughs> it, it's tough because like tommy malone was even like <laughs> he was decent he was serviceable he while something. he was here yeah he gave us something before he got
2: hurt in, in, and yeah. uh, I was about to say Tyler Chatwood too, but he was nails yeah. the first few weeks of the season before the calendar flipped to mid May. Tyler Chatwood was actually dominant it's the first bit of the valueless. season. Valueless.
1: Huh.
2: You know what? I'm going to say it for the complete wrong reasons. David Phelps getting injured because that in my mind is when the balloon was popped and the bullpen just took a spiral. It's like he lost one yeah. of your most reliable relievers. I know that's totally warped logic. You can't blame a guy for getting injured. But well, at that I'll point you David could David say Phelps.
1: Kirby Yates cause he didn't that, throw a pitch. That, that too. Kirby Yates, David Phelps, tussed. they can both go in there for sure. Yeah, he if he used $5 injured, million dollars to do nothing. Most is. valueless. Oh. Uh, hmm.
0: That's a good way of putting it. You literally did not throw a pitch for us, but he was on the roster
1: to start the season. Uh, yeah. So most valueless. Huh?
2: That's a good, that's an interesting way to put it. Most. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: this is why I thought this would be fun when oh, I was like, is you know what? Huh. Kind of silly. We can do at the end of the show, like usual.
1: So <laughs> I would almost as a guy that kind of stuck around. Hmm. You could almost say Ryan Barucki. Yeah. That's not crazy.
0: Go to our out of him, so use. Uh, maybe that's the way to attack it. Who, Brendan? Come on, you're the yeah. saber guy. You know, go. Who was Yeah,
1: like, like you could. You games? could say once again, like Richick. You could say, but like he was really good the first few months. But like, as a steady, but Barocky was hurt too. I was leaning <sighs> can, fireball mark a little
0: bit too on this one because you got a little Guire, out Guire of McGuire
1: saved our ass at the catcher's position for a while, though. Yeah, a little while, yeah. He really did. I and, guess that and bleeding, he not I didn't say it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh, he about, doesn't get as much credit. What about
2: Delese? Because of how good he was last year down the stretch, yeah, Delese was you incredible. You could say Deleze.
1: like you could almost say Telez as well. But at least he how brought Richards back. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's value, value right there. Huge value. That's
1: value. Or so, you think,
0: I think for Raphael Delese, you just got. Oh, yep. Sorry, you wasted a ton of money and a lot of time. And how many of those games that we were just talking about?
1: Yamaguchi we paid. Hey,
2: actually, you can take it that way too, because Yamaguchi's money was on the books this year, so that's incredibly valueless. That's actually hurts you. And Tulo as well. Tulo still at four. Tulo's million. still at
0: four months. Million. Million. Yeah, still still this is the last year of Tulo, right? Yeah, Tulo, it is, it is. Funny, I loved bad. actually watching Blue Tulo Mania as a blue jay yeah. fan to Chris's jersey there.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of ways you go with that, but it's like somebody that's like a mainstay on the roster that's going to be here next year. I would probably almost say Baraki.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I hope he rediscovers it because before the yeah. injury, he was doing pretty damn well. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was. So anyway, boys, yeah. anything you want to add, or you got a, a made up award you would like to <laughs> hand down to?
2: We'll do real rewards later, right? Like later on in the that's
0: off season, right. like MVPs and stuff. Yeah, cool. We're still in mourning right now. I didn't want to have like yeah, you know, that's fair. Fun times with awards. Yeah. It was more fun to do this goofballism.
2: Yeah, no, that that was pretty cool. That's that's a good yeah. find on your part.
0: It's amazing what happens when you just have you know five minutes to yourself at work, and you go, "How what stupid could I do today?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I got one, and this could be a little fun way to end it. Seeing we're going into the weekend, if. They got into the playoffs, and if we saw a celebration uh, of clinching, kind of like remember how Matt Dermody was an absolute waste case in the uh, (laughs) the, the dugout at Fenway? Who would have gotten the most drunk if they clinched a playoff spot on either Monday or Sunday and got into the playoffs? Because I feel like there's not too many guys like a Donaldson who would have his one beer, two beer, three beer moment. Yeah. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but there's probably a couple that would surprise us.
1: Is I think, I think No, I think Ryu would surprise us. <laughs> yeah, I could see that, actually. I could, see, I could Ryu. see a completely different side of Ryu coming out.
2: Um, actually, actually, Adam Simber. I think Adam Simber's a little bit of a freak, and I think he <laughs> would go crazy. I, I would probably go Simber. Yeah, that's, that's a good
1: call, too. Bullpen guys are just... They're they're weird, they're man. Different breed. Yeah. Short breed. Yeah. yeah. They're bred yeah. Different. different. Breed. <laughs> I could see. I don't, wanna, I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about what Reese McGuire would do. That's yeah.
2: He kind of falls in the Matt Dermody category too, of just a guy who's kind of there. <laughs> uh no. I would just
1: think that probably he'll car, car. be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be careful. Keep your Cock in your pants, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, Reese McGuire in the corner. Oh my god, what? will <laughs> <laughs> shield your eyes.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of who would be like the most Munori Kawasaki like and just have every cigar in the room. <laughs> Remember that? He's just
1: walking uh, around.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Deanna oh, Namara. Guriel.
1: Guriel. Geryl. yeah
2: that's fair guriel's definitely i don't
1: think he, he would need he wouldn't need the booze to do that though yeah. It would, oh, it oh, would, yeah like if you've seen some of like manoa's instagram stories or anything like that like they damn near turn the blue jays clubhouse into a dance part like a dance club that is amusing Absolutely. yeah yeah it, it is fun Art, Jack, and, and like i kind of wish we saw more of that to be honest because like that's that's really fun stuff. Like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, that's where things are like fun and relatable. And like, you want to see that side of them. And like people get upset when baseball players actually share their opinions and show their true colors. I think I got
0: your Mori Kawasaki, uh, you know, hot shit take uh, as far as being the big man on campus and the celebration. I'm I'm thinking Alejandro Kirk walks around like he's the biggest, you know, guy in the locker room all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Shirt he, off, tighty whities, and a bottle of tequila.
0: There's a bunch of videos with him just, you know, after he hits a home, run, those couple home runs, just repping the jacket the whole night. You <laughs> seen those ones? Maybe
2: to too. I could see, I could see Santiago or Kirk for sure. Kirk would actually go get the police hat, just like Deandra Navarro did uh, after
1: 2015. Navarro, Navarro, yes.
0: We might have to make a special phone call for this question to Zach Helton, our old friend from the Bluefield Blue Jays announcers booth, and see what he would think because he actually knows Alejandro Kirk and some of these guys are talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hit him up on so Twitter be kidding, like, what do you be, Rowdy? To the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: He, he could slam a few for sure, easily.
0: There you go. Well, anyway, boys, anything else you want to add or are we uh, – you know, good to go. You know, commence more boozing ourselves and uh, do our two claps and Ric Flair.
1: <laughs> I think I'm okay for it. Yeah, that. Uh,
2: time for some playoff baseball and a good Thursday night football game.
0: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so let's you know, all you uh, Blue Jays fans, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here with you all off season, once a week, usually in the Wednesday or Thursday ballpark. We're going to be shooting mostly, I think, for Wednesdays. This one being a weird one where we uh, can only really get the gang together here on a Thursday because we don't want to interfere with your Thursday night footballisms or anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Brendan's hanging out at Argos games and everything on Wednesday yeah. nights now too. So I guess we're just going to, you know, wing it. But to that point, join the conversation. We are part of the fan sided podcast network. Find our work on there on jaysjournal.com. We are the official p- podcast of jaysjournal.com along with find us wherever you can get your podcasting pleasures from and make sure you leave us a review and help spread the word of our bar room chat here and join the bar room chat chat's always going i'm looking at it literally like right here to my left every week so join the conversation and have a good talk with us here on the jaybird watching podcast and fellas
1: happy canadian to- thanksgiving
2: yes a good call i completely forgot happy thanksgiving to all fellow canadians
0: yeah i didn't even know what day of the week it is anymore let alone month so <laughs> <laughs> i forgot it's october even yeah, but man. anyway to that point everybody two claps rick fair let's go blue jays ready
1: Woo! Woo!
0: Blue, Jays. Blue Jays, let's go Blue Jays! <laughs> Woo!